Welcome back to the Powerbomb Nation, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special retro throwback episode for you. This is one where we dig through the archives, find one of our absolute best interviews, and bring it back to you so you can listen to it all over again. This one was phenomenal. Get ready to listen to the Golden Pipes of Jay George. You are listening to an infusion of nerd enlightenment. You are now entering the Power Bomb Nation. All right, Power Bomb Nation, DC Dwight Couch here with you. And tonight I have a very, very special guest. Our, our special guest tonight has taken the indie scene by storm. He is one of the top standouts that you can see right out your back door, especially if you're living up in the Northeast around the New York area. I'm talking about the unpredictable Jay George. Sir, welcome, and thank you for finally being a member of the Powerbomb Nation. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. What's going on, everybody? It's the unpredictable Jay George, and thank you so much for having me, man. Like I, I said prior, man, I really appreciate you uh, calling me up, giving me the opportunity to come on the podcast. I, I've seen the people that have been on here before, and uh, it's I'm, I'm in good company here. I, I, I know it, and I feel it in my heart. Excellent, excellent. That's uh, we, we like to be considered good company here in the Powerbomb Nation, and now that you're an official member, we, we're definitely in good company. There we go, man. Rocking and rolling. So now, uh, tell me, how, how long have you been wrestling? I've been, I believe I'm going on about four years. I started, actually, I started around this time, um, prior, and I remember it was right around WrestleMania 29. So, yeah, about, it's been, been about four years now. Awesome. So, uh, how, how did you get started? What what made you decide that hey, I'm I'm going to chase my dreams and this is what I'm going to do? And where did you get started at? Um, I, I it's a weird kind of story. I mean, I, it's weird, but at the same time, it's it's pretty common in like most wrestlers. I've I've always wanted to do it as a kid, and it was something I've always you know uh, had in my mind that I was going to do. I just never really knew how to go about doing it and i started when i was 18 i went to a school called the bwl and uh in hasbro heights new jersey now the thing about this was uh as the story is as the story goes timing is everything um the timing at that point in my life wasn't right i wasn't i i would say mature enough and i wasn't uh i didn't have a car and all this stuff so it was kind of hard and i kind of fell off a few years later, I'm at this indie show. It was uh, New Japan invades the, the Northeast. And uh, I'm sitting in the front row. This kid comes up. He sits next to me. We end up becoming friends. Later, uh, you know, A few months later, I find out he's actually training to be a wrestler. And I, he's training at the school Warriors of Wrestling in Staten Island. And I, at that point, I was, I, I was 23, I think, and I was just already set. I was like, I have to do this. It's now or never. And I just I just went for it. And I, I went out to Warriors of Wrestling, and I haven't looked back since. Awesome, awesome. Now, uh, who, who are uh, some of the guys that trained you? So I, so I get to Warriors of Wrestling, and uh, it's in the middle of this garbage dump, right? 
And literally, it's in the middle of because it's in Staten Island, New Jersey. And I don't know if you ever been to Staten Island before, uh, but it's a, it's a it's a trash pile. Literally, it's a literal t- trash pile. And the idea that I'd have to like spend forty minutes uh, and cross a bridge and pay all these tolls to go—I'd really—you'd think I'd, the school would have to be really good, and I'd have to really love wrestling. And thankfully, it was. And I connected with the people there. So you have um, Joey B, the American Nightmare, Logan Black, and Rude Boy Riley, and they all came. They all started at Johnny Rod's school in Gleason, and uh, they had a falling out with them. Um, they, you know, the, the school, the quality of Gleason School apparently had fallen throughout the years because obviously a lot of notable, pe- notable people have come to that school, um, and things got kind of stagnant. And they recognized that, and they they separated and started their own school. And, and those are the three guys that that trained me from from the ground up, pretty much. And you want to know something funny? Sure. Remember that? Remember how I was telling me I was at the show and I'm sitting in the front row, and that's how I met this kid. Right? Right. That show that I was at, the wrestling ring and the guardrails that was right in front of me was Warriors Wrestling. Uh, it was all, it was that company, and I had no idea. So it was like almost like a weird connection, you know? Right. You're you know, one of those meant to be. Yeah, yeah, it was Kismet. And um, so, yeah, that's, and those are the guys who, who trained me pretty much. And uh, Rude Boy Riley's been out making a name for himself, and Logan Black's been on the scene for a while, and he's a guy that uh, that hopefully will be breaking out a lot more. But, you know, those those two guys are uh, have took me outside of the school and they took me out to different shows in different areas and helped me, you know, get my foot, foot out there. And now you're originally from, from Canada, correct? No, wait. Am I? Should I say that I am? I'm. No, that's that's a rib. I think if you were going off my Facebook thing, which is funny because I get like, you ever get those fake profile requests on on Facebook? Oh yeah, all the time, right? And what they usually they do to trick you is, it'll be like it'll say from your hometown. So then you're like, oh wait, maybe I, you know, maybe I know this this person, or oh, there's an attractive lady in my town. But uh, I've ca- I've caught on to it because it'll say, oh, these girls are from Winnipeg, and I have no mutual friends. So it's like, all right, that's how you know it's a fake profile. But yeah, no, I'm actually originally from New York. Uh, I was born in New York City. Okay, yeah, I was kind of curious. I was like, well, I wonder why I chose. You know, not a lot of the guys choose to come from Canada down to get their training and everything. But, uh, yeah, so but you know, you know, like from the Newark, Newark area? No, no, I'm, I'm from New York. Yeah, New York City. I was born in uh, Manhattan. I lived there until I was about three years old. Not three years old. I lived there until I was up in third grade. Uh, and then I moved to uh, New Jersey, North Jersey. But I'm still pretty close to that area. And I wrestle, most of my wrestling is done in the New York City area. Right. Now, you, you've worked at uh, Limitless Wrestling, House of Glory, uh, of course, Warriors of Wrestling, and uh, really setting the uh, indie scene on fire up in the Northeast. I would, I would like to, I'd like to hope so. Um, and you know, I, it's just a matter of, I've done a lot of things. My approach to it is just to be, and it's always been to be, uh, to be different and to do something that separates me from the, the rest of the roster. And it's come with it comes with a lot of frustration now, and it's a little, it's I have to I feel like I I need to work harder in a lot of areas than than a lot of other people do. I feel like a lot of a lot of the guys that are out there and they're getting their name out there, and rightfully so, at a point just have to they just have to show up. You know what I mean? 
Right. They're just there. Yeah. I need to show up and then some, and it's tough. It's, uh, you know, especially because my style doesn't, it's not, uh, it's uh, it's not the typical indie style, but again, that just comes from me being different. So now, uh, t- tell the audience a little more. What what are you referring to when your style? What makes it so different? Um, in ring wise, it, it's just I mean, so I go by the name the unpredictable J George, and that was kind of a rib. That was a jab at my trainers, former trainers, Johnny Rods, the unpredictable Johnny Rods. And, um, you know, that's how it started, but the more I started, you know, developing my brand, the more that I was like, you know, if you're going to be, if I'm going to have that nickname, I need to kind of back it up. And um, a lot of it just comes from my spontaneity and stuff like, I, I've, dogs have gotten involved in my matches, and uh, there's been Doritos, and you know money in the bank cash-ins and just really weird stuff like that um but i also take a lot from different styles i trained in uh, cmll mexico for for months last year and uh that i've incorporated you know there's a lot of uh, lucha in my background but i'm also well versed in catches catch can style wrestling i was an amateur wrestler for 10 years before i started professional wrestling so I, there's that in my background um i'm not afraid to you know throw in some strikes and you know that is a big part of my offense. So it's a little bit of everything. You can't watch one match and get the whole picture, which I c- it could be a good or bad thing. Right. So I know I know you kind of av- advertise yourself as uh, as art in itself. Uh, so that would make to a very wide variety of audience. You know, having such a diverse background. Yeah, and I mean it's tough because like it comes into uh, you know if you're if you're a high flyer or if you're going to work a super indie style, whatever, you had it down, what you're going to do. And with me, a lot of my journey has been figuring out how to make what I do work in the different settings and, and how to make it all, you know, make sense and knowing when to do what at the right time. And it's, it's a progress, it's, it's a, and it's definitely a long learning uh, process, but it's, it's, there's, there's definitely been a progression there over the last couple of years. So is there, uh, let, let's back up a little bit now. We talked about when you first got involved in the wrestling business itself. When when was the first experience with professional wrestling in general that you had? Uh, I was about five years old. I was uh, living in, in New York City at the time. I was in an apartment. My parents were watching some movie, and I was just I wasn't into it. So I snuck off to their room and I was flipping through the channels, and I came across uh, I guess it was Monday Nitro, which is weird because I always ended up being more of a WWE guy, but. I was watching Nitro, and I'm pretty sure the it was a thing that I saw on TV for the first time, and then I I was just mesmerized, and I remember picking up my phone and and calling my friend and just telling him like, put this channel on. Are you watching this? Like I didn't know. I it's weird. I didn't know what I was watching, but I just understood it. You know, I just got it, and then that's and that was kind of it. So now, uh, did you continue the trend and? And were you a big Sting fan after that, or, or did you discover anybody else immediately? So, like, then, you know, back then, I was, like, being so young and stuff, and, like, it was hard for me to kind of understand and get a habit behind, like, TV schedule. Like, 
I was just very sporadic. I would just turn on the TV whenever and expect to see whatever's on TV. So I never knew that, like, you know, oh, I have to come back next week at this time to watch it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I never put put that together. So it, I would kind of fall on and off. But um, once I started, uh, once I moved to New Jersey and, I and like, I was in uh, fourth grade and then, you know, everybody starts talking and I met some, I had met some people and we, you know, I started realizing, okay, you know, more people are watching wrestling, they're talking about it. So then now I know when to catch it and I'm, you know, watching it. Um, so I just started, I would watch, it was either it would be like Raw or, you know, those shows they would do on, on Saturday, like uh, Live Wire, like Jack, like the recap shows. Yeah. Yeah, like that. So I'd, I'd watch that. Honestly, then it got to a point where I'd watch all that, and then Kane. I, Kane was one of the first people that became my favorite wrestler, and then that was like the moment I knew that I watched Kane come out. And he beat up the Brood, and I was it. That was it. I was hooked. And uh, I always, I always say to this day, I always say that Kane's the reason I, I wanted to become a professional wrestler. I don't know why. There was just something about him and the, and the character and. Uh, there's something there that I think was speaking to me on a, you know, my self-conscious and stuff that I think I was going through in school at the time. Very good. You know, I think I think Kane is a uh, very underestimated performer all around. I mean, he's been around for years. I don't think he gets nearly the credit he deserves. Oh, not enough, man. Not enough. That guy's awesome. I've never heard anybody ever ever say a bad thing about him and so like watching all that was starting to really get into me and then uh when i was like in elementary school uh in fifth grade i didn't so i didn't really have a it wasn't uh, i had a hard time getting along with other people and it wasn't until i started incorporating things that i would see from wrestling like and it wasn't you know like just these gimmicks the idea of creating a gimmick having gimmicks and being a character started like really going out there and uh i just went with it and um i started you, you know i would have like a, a book i like i have a notebook and i gave it a name and i made the the book a character the same way wwe would do with inanimate objects like you know like a sock or a mannequin head and i and i and i use that to get myself over in, in class and become you know somewhat popular or, or rather even rather notorious for for a better word Right now, now since you mentioned Mannequin Head, I do want to ask you about one match. I was I was looking over your resume today, and now knowing that I didn't get where you uh, where you were born and raised, right? I'm questioning a lot of the stuff I have written down here. Uh, <laughs> but now you had a match with one of my all-time favorites, uh, Al Snow. Yeah, is that something you recall? Was that was that something you know growing up in the time period you did? Was that kind of a yeah. big deal stepping in the ring with him? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it was a it was a match I kind of had I kind of had to end up fighting for the match because um, I so I had them as soon as the you know the, he was brought in and it was obvious I was like oh yeah he has to face Jay George because that's the guy to put him up against. And I'm like for some stupid thing that happened backstage or something. Um, the promoter, and it's just because Joey B likes to test me a lot. The, the promoter boys wrestling took the match away from me, 
and I didn't have the match, and I had a fight to get that match back because I knew not only how, you know, because of, you know, growing up and he was a guy, you know, I, I always, you know, watched as a kid to to the fact that, you know, you and you know how well, how knowledgeable and how, you know, how, how good he is and, and how much he could offer you as a, as a learning opportunity, you know? Right. So I fought for the match, I got it. But here's the thing, here's where I made a mistake. Have, have you ever seen an Al Snow, like, shoot interview or whatever on the YouTube? Uh, it's, it has been a while, but I've caught a couple of them. But you see, right, you know, and, you, and you hear how he talks about it, how passionate he is about, uh, you know, wrestling and all that. We did a seminar with Al Snow before the show. And it was great, but it was also, like, a huge mistake for me because, like, taking in that seminar and listening to everything he's saying and then by the time he came up to me for the match i was just like uh, like i was like kind of like still trying to process everything and it was a it was a very uh it was, it was a very jumbled me mentally it was hard to hard to put together in my head you know just hearing him talk for an hour and a half about you know the the wrongs and the rights of wrestling and why this makes sense and all you know just all these things and you're taking all this information in, and now you got to wrestle and it was kind of it was kind of nerve-wracking but the match itself ended up being a fun experience and i, I ended up learning a lot from it i, I have to say Awesome, and you know, that's, that's ultimately what it's all about, is, you know, life and in the wrestling ring, just getting those little extra experiences to, to make us better the next day. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's, and that's what it is, every match is like that, man, like, you know, um, everything is just a, another, it's another opportunity to learn, it's another opportunity to get better, better and move on, and especially, you, you, you multiply that experience when you're in there with a guy like Al Snow who has 30 years of experience and and you know he's been he's been all over and you know, cherish those moments and I've been lucky to been been around a lot of a lot of influential people and gotten close to them and gotten to talk to them and pick their brains you know doing all these shows and every time there's someone like like a legend like that or a name you know I always I always ask them to watch my match or I always ask them or I always pick their pick their brain and try to get advice from my man because it's invaluable information right on right on so now um let's get into who are some of the guys right now that you like getting into the ring with that uh that maybe you've been in the ring with multiple times who are some of your favorite guys to get there and tussle with uh oh darius carter's uh just i'm saying that first because that's one of the, the recent match i've had with him where He's like he's a guy that I can really match with style wise. He's very uh, European, uh, close quarters, everything's tight and snug, and I, I really like working that kind of style. Um, I always have a good time there with uh, you know my trainer Drew Riley, Logan Black, who has wrestled a bunch of times, and you know it's always always like a night off. Um, there's a Sunny Kiss who's been blowing up, who, who I always enjoy getting in there with. Um, we're a lot of people, we're often coupled together in terms of like when people mention their favorite wrestlers, chances are they say my name, they say his name too, because we're both very outrageous and outgoing personalities, which, and I think that connects with people on a different level than some of the other wrestlers out there. But he's, there's definitely that, uh, MJF is another kid, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, that I really enjoy getting in there with too. You know, he's a guy that I, uh, uh, 
uh, I kind of we were very like minded usually when we're we're when, when it comes to wrestling. So now, uh, tell me, what what do you use to finish people off with? I have no idea. <laughs> no, I, I use a uh, I I've used the knee, but like I don't know. It's we're like entering a weird time, uh, you know, in wrestling. Don't you think? Like, don't you ever watch some a show and like think like. Man, you know that used to be, that used to be a finisher back in the day, right? Right. Yeah. yeah like, like everybody's using the, you know a power bomb. You know doesn't doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, man. Because like even like like back like when I was a kid, everybody I'm sure like was like, oh, they're they're abusing the DDT. It used to be a finish or whatever. But like even then, so like now, I never thought I would be the person saying it. But I'm watching stuff now, and it's like. I see guys using stunners like in the in the middle of the in the middle of the match, and it's just like, oh wait a minute, they used to they used to finish people off. That was like pretty popular finish. Yeah, um, that and you see the rock bottom a lot, you know, in yeah. some variation. Oh yeah, yeah. But then again, you got to think like, you know, uh, it's just the evolution of wrestling, right? I mean, a shoulder tackle used to be a finish, and that's just it's just the way the you know the times move. And then, like, it's weird because you also, I, I've been seeing a lot more uh, people using a lot more, like, simplified finishers now. Like, Neville got a, a top rope superplex, like, over as a finish, you know? And it's just all in the matter of <clears throat> of how you do it, you know? Uh, a punch could be a finish. But um, I use, a, like, I use this, a modified running knee. I usually finish people off with. Um, that's, that's usually my go-to. Sometimes I like to throw in like the unprettier, um, you know. Uh, but it's always every everything's become very situational for me with wrestling. So it's always a matter of what I'm doing and what where we are at the, you know, how things are going to end up, you know. Right now, there was one move in particular I wanted to ask you about because you may have very well be the first person that ever seen perform it, and uh, I think it was in a match against Darius Carter. And yeah. it was a uh, like a uh, sling out into a face crusher. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was. Uh, I'll, I'll have to give credit. I, I took. I grabbed that one from uh, uh, this wrestler from Japan, Hiroku Goto. It's called the You're Shouting, and I kind of I modified, got a little tweak to it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I got. I'm a big fan of uh, that type of move, and it's a nice. It gives you a nice impact. Um, you know that's it. That, I, I'm a big fan of that one. It's, uh, Carter made it a little bit tougher to finish him off with that one, but uh, that could definitely that's definitely in my arsenal for sure that I've added. That's like a recent one too. Yeah, I see that. And of course, it was just in a gift, so I just got the move, and then you know it, it resets and starts over again. And I'm like, well, I didn't even get to see if that was the finish of the match or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the match is up. That's a that match is up on YouTube, and um. I gotta say that's a match I'm extremely proud of, um, and it's uh, if you searched uh, Warriors Wrestling uh, on Warriors TV Live on uh, YouTube, it's under there under the uploads. There was uploaded recently. Big fan of that matchup. I highly recommend everyone check it out. It's a, it's a we mix a lot of a lot of good mat mat wrestling, a lot of like real real gritty mat wrestling. Um, there's a lot of strikes, you know, a lot of stiff, a lot of stiff strikes, and there's there's some even a little bit of lucha libre in there. It's a very, very uh, fun match to watch. 
So now, um, how big are you? You know, what, what's your what's your stats? What's your height and weight? I'm about uh, six foot right now. I'm about uh, two ten right now. Tip, tip in the scales. Now hefty, you hefty two ten. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, yeah, about two ten, yeah. <laughs> So now, do you uh, do you work more heel or do you work more face? What was the crowd? The crowd from everything that I've seen. Now, keep it. I'm hundreds and hundreds of miles away from your area, uh, but the crowds really seem to be into you from the clips and stuff I see. Do, do you always find that, or, or do you get the reaction whether you're, whether you're heel or face, or does it even yeah, matter in this day and age? Yeah, because I I mean a lot of people, especially when I talk to like all these you know all the uh, legends and stuff that come to the shows, they always mention how nobody else works the crowd and nobody gets the crowd behind them, and that's something I always make a point to to do. You know, um, I'm, and it's all, I've always been big on my connection with with the fans. Like so, I've lately like modeled. I started modeling my my wrestling career like over the past few years largely off people like Lady Gaga and, and Kanye West and, you know, these larger than life iconic figures in in in, in entertainment entertainment and uh that's I think that's something, you know, that I just include to my act because it's something I that I feel I could do better than someone who could do a four fifty or six thirty and, you know, all these amazing sequences and stuff. I could do that better than, you know, better or just as good as, as any of these other guys out there that are, you know, getting this exposure that, you know, I feel like I could be getting a hit of that too because I could I could do some I could offer something they can't, you know, and that and then that's that's gonna go a long way from whatever company wants to book me. So now you mentioned that um that you take a little bit from Kanye and Lady Gaga. Give me something in particular that you that you've taken to work into your act from Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, well, you 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 heard my uh, wonderful rendition as I opened up as I, I sang my my theme song uh, to open up the show. I, I I thought you would have enjoyed that. A little croon in there. <laughs> very much. So, very much. But if, if fans add me on Facebook, um, I'm under uh, J. George Estrella. Like, if you watch my live videos from time to time, I, was, I do a lot of karaoke and stuff. I'm very, I end up becoming very musically uh, inclined. And, uh, you know, I, I get that from her. Like, if you ever watch some of her interviews, you know, sometimes she'll, she'll just uh, break out into a song or something. And, you know, uh, I, I always grew up going to musicals and stuff so there's a i add that in there part of my act uh if you will but it's it's become it's you know it's it's part of the act is the fact that the act is is who i am in real life you know right now i've seen a couple of your pictures and one of them was you know can anybody caption the song that i'm singing you know i'm assuming she was walking back oh that was a, a fan that a fan that made that yeah did you know what song i was singing uh, there no idea <laughs> yeah, that was the song I opened up with, the uh, Never never Gonna Give You Up. Ah, oh, excellent. That's, uh, so you know actually who another person, so I said Kanye West, Lady Gaga, uh, 1995 Double J Jeff Jarrett uh, is a, ended up becoming a huge influence in me, in my career. Really, that's a, uh, that's a new one. I don't get a lot of Jeff Jarrett, especially that Jeff Jarrett uh, references on the show, so that, that is excellent. 
So do you, what, you remember about Jeff Jarrett outside of, is it just the, the kind of the theatrics and the overall singing? Is that mainly what you took from him or was it anything about Jeff Jarrett's particular style? Well, I'll get into the style and stuff, but do you remember, do you remember what his attire looked like during that time period? Yes, the, with the, uh, the, the things that ran up to the collar on his neck and it was like the, uh, yeah. yeah, the streamers that were attached. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, if you look back at my pictures, there's some, I have, I have, uh, I had a similar set of gear like that. Oh, look, I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, dig those up, we'll throw those out on the, on the website. Oh yeah, no, yeah, there because like, again, I realized like, oh, wait a minute, no one's doing this right now. And I was, because I was, I would watch all these old Raws and, you know, Jeff Jarrett comes out, you know, you know, spend my days working hard on the road. You remember that song? Yes, I do. Well, my hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. Well, I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight, right? <laughs> so, I think I actually have that on DVD or on a CD out of my car. You bought the CD? Oh yeah. Off of <laughs> you call into Titan. You called into Titan Tower and you got the. <laughs> I, they actually put it out on one of their um, one of their uh, volume disc sets back in the back in the early two thousands. Yes, WWE uh, the Music Volume Two. Yeah, it had that in uh, Birth of Faye. Because <laughs> you know what got her wrapped around my little finger, right? He, were you disappointed then when uh, when it was it turned out to be uh, Road Dog Jesse James singing the theme song? You know, actually I was. I was. I was a big <laughs> Jeff Jarrett fan back in the... I still am. I love Jeff Jarrett. But uh, I was a big fan of Double J. Yeah, I mean, so tell me what, 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 what attracted you to the Double J character as a fan. <laughs> the over-the-top over the brashness. I, lo I love the cocky character. I'm a huge... Jericho is my favorite all-time. And uh, yeah. I just love... I love that pure, nasty Kevin Owens, you know, Chris Jericho, Jeff Jarrett, cocky heel. Oh, yeah. That, and that's, and that's what it was, you know? You I started watching... What's that? The guitar. You know, slamming the guitar over anybody's head. That's also a good way to get points with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the, uh, so that's when, so I'm watching, I'm watching Jerry and, uh, like on his old, uh, nitros, uh, and, yeah, nitros and, uh, and, uh, rods. And I was just like, this guy's like just amazing. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a good worker. He's a fantastic worker. He can go. And at the time, he was, him and Shawn Michaels were like, they would. Do you remember those matches they would have? Phenomenal. Oh, amazing! Like they were going boom, 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 and then yeah, and then there, and then there comes Jared. He's got the heel work. He's got you know the good technical style. But then, then there's the character, which is the big thing: the taunting, the the, the tire, that that the ring entrance. You know. He was. So that was a. The, the whole package as far as, uh, you know, just classic WWE heel, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and it's, a, it's no, you know, it's no surprise that he's had the success he's had over the, the course of his whole career. Now, uh, do, you, do you watch a lot of the current product? Or you, do you still watch on Monday nights and, well, now every night of the week with New Japan and Impact? I love it, man. Uh, dude, this is like, cause when I was a kid, I would just like, any book, any like, you know, I would look up the dictionary and I would like, 
look up like wrestling any type of like wrestling term or like wrestling names to see if they were in the dictionary like i looked up sable one time on the dictionary to see and it was you know it's obviously a word for something else but it was just you know that so my obsession with wrestling has always been there and it still is i watch i watch wrestling every every day of the week you know it's it's i love we've eaten wrestling i watch raw SmackDown, 205 Live, and at this point, I'm you know I'm watching it to study, and in a lot of cases too, I get to see some friends on there that make it on TV, which is always cool. Right. So who who do you watch now? Who's who's a standout on? Uh, we'll go, we'll go show by show here if you don't mind. Sure. On, sure. On sure. 205. Who do you think okay. the biggest standout on the cruiserweight division is so far? Oh man, so. The I mean, just the the reinvention this guy had over the past year has been amazing to watch. You know, until on Neville, and um, he's he's just been I he, he's got like because he was a guy you would think oh he's just like he's just wrestling doesn't have a character to him or whatever, but he's been really turning it on, you know. And Jack Allen her is always always fun to watch. Um, you know, it's weird. Wrestling's very cyclical, you know, so guys get shuffled around a lot, you know, just because it's just the nature of the business. But the guy that's standing out, too, to me the most is uh, Austin Aries because he's got the most mic time, and he's kind of, you know, he's coming back for that in-ring return. So he's been, has, just on, on that, that alone has been uh, standing out a lot. Let me ask you, how excited would you be if they do a six- to eight-man ladder match for the Cruiserweight title at WrestleMania and Aries is actually in the match. That would be yeah, that'd be awesome. Who who would you who would you have the the six be for that match? Oh, I, I would go with Aries. I mean, if he if he's going to get back in the division, I think you got. I'm saying who, who else do you who else do you put in that match? Oh, um, of course, Gallagher, Neville, uh, Perkins. Okay. You got to have Cedric Alexander in there. I'm a huge mark for him. Yep. Um, and the the, the, little, the little Japanese, I think he's a little Japanese guy. He's got some, Yes, yes, I love. Yeah, him. he's another. He's another guy too that I'm. Um, I've been liking a lot. Uh, and then yeah. outside of that, you just flush it out with a couple of the other guys. You know, we're gonna hit some big spots. Oh, Rich Swan, gotta have Swan in yep. there. Yep. I think he's got yourself a ladder match. It's a pretty stacked ladder match. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be all in on it. That's the exposure I think they need for that division. Yeah, yeah, and they they do. There's, I feel like there's something that's not clicking, and I don't know if it's the uh, the timing of some of the stuff, like I love, but like it's been it's different on the show, and it, I, I like all. I mean, really, I like all the guys, but those are the guys that are, that have been standing out, standing out for me. Well, so now, what um, what are your current thoughts on on Raw? I've been I've been enjoying the stuff. Like I, Goldberg has just been amazing to watch, just because of how this guy is just like so magnetic and like magnetic of of just coming out there, and you know, you, you could tell he's on a different level than everyone else on the show. And it's just you know he he's just like it's 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 really interesting to watch, especially in 2017 because you wouldn't you know you wouldn't have thought he'd be back, but he's you know that's been great. And uh, you mentioned Jericho. Jericho's also a guy that I've I've uh, always enjoyed, and he's been one of my favorites growing up. And he was a guy that that for me was like I really really started appreciating as I started actually wrestling and just studying his work and 
and his ability to change his character and create these catchphrases and always reinvent himself is something I really admire. And I, from the moment he came back, he was doing a lot of subtle things with his character that I noticed a lot of people would complain about online. But I was like, oh wait, he's he knows he's gonna get cheered, so he's being he's doing a a, a corny promo on purpose because that's how he's gonna get the 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 heel heat that he needs to get. And he did it in such a way that, and he kept doing it, and the people just ended up like getting into it, you know. And it just that just goes to show you the that the power of that that ability. Now let me. Uh, you watched the festival of friendship, right? Oh, that was amazing! Yeah, that was one of the best deliveries of the line. I mean, just the emotion oh. on his face when he was like, "But, but why is my name on the list?" I mean, it was like he just lost his puppy. Oh, God. well, why is my name on the list? And then the camera pans out. Oh, oh that was great. Yeah, that was. Uh, I I rewound that two or three times. I yelled, you know, yelled for my sixteen year old. I was like, "You've got to come in here and watch this again." <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, man. That and again, man. That's just and, and obviously Owens too is another guy who's always, you know. And I I love it so much that a guy like Kevin Owens is uh has made it as far as he has because that guy to me is proof that the cream always rises to the top, man. If that's if there's any proof of it, it's in Kevin Owens. Yeah, he's, you know? he's a uh, a awesome performer, and and matter of fact, he's. He's one of the reasons that I went with uh, the Powerbomb Nation in into the the name of the podcast was a lot to do with Kevin Owens. Really? It was. Yeah. We we started in uh, August of 2015, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was shortly after that debut when he came out and laid it on Cena. I jumped out of my chair and you know completely marked out, and that, and that kind of wrote itself after that. Awesome, man. That's awesome. So now, uh, do you buy into the theory that three hours is too much for Raw? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, and I think anybody else would say the same, but then the reality is, you know, it's it's a, it's the amount of money that, you know, USA wanted that third hour, they always wanted it, and it's a lot of money that goes into that uh, hour for advertising. My thing was, like, that should have they should have always done something where like the first hour should have been something else or something like that where they you know what i mean like they should have found a found a way but then i feel like they felt the the idea is like if it's not monday night raw and it's something else because remember uh tough enough used to be the was the third hour it would be on before raw right um yeah, and I, and I guess in those ratings didn't do too hot, so I guess the theory was like, well, if it's not raw, it's not going to get the ratings. So, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But I do agree that, you know, because you can see the difference, you know, how many how, how many people enjoy SmackDown over Raw and, you know, how many people are really into that because it's an easier show to watch. So now, um, if, if you were to be able to do one feud, with any of the gods from Raw, and this would include the 205 gods since they're on that show, who would you want to do a feud running into a WrestleMania with? Uh, who, me, myself? Yes. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, feud, listen, it has to be, my, my eyes is on the prize. It needs, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be a top guy. Like, you know, uh, it needs, it would have to be like a guy like Roman Reigns because you know he's going to be up on there. Uh, on, on top of that card, or you know, um, him. Always is a guy I would love to work with one day. You know, Jericho too. 
Um, so like those probably like one of those three guys. Oh, uh, Triple H too, obviously, right? If you if you have the opportunity to do a feud with with uh, the Master right there, a guy who's who you know has been a ring general for over twenty years. Like yeah, that's so. There's like a top five right there: Triple H, uh, Roman Reigns, um, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho. Those those are the those are the top of the top echelon. So now, who are you digging on SmackDown? Uh, man, I'm really loving SmackDown lately. Uh, it's just awesome to see Luke Harper really coming into his own right now. Um, I was kind of hoping. Uh, I was kind of hoping he would have uh, they would do a triple threat for the title like if he won the bat the battle royal thing they did the schmaz of the battle royal they should have had him won the number one contender thing and then they could made a three way but I think I guess they're going to do a my guess my guess is they do a singles match uh, with Bray and, and Orton and then Harper like interferes at some point maybe interferes and cosplay the match and then Bray and Harper go off on their own um, yeah. What do you have you? What do you think about that storyline so far, Borton and Wyatt? You know, over the past six months, because I I personally been really really into it. I think it's uh it's one of those rare feuds you see in wrestling where they really take their time with it. You know. Yeah, it's been it's been a really nice. You know, before he before Orton had joined them, you know, it was a great cat and mouse over, over that time period. You know, chasing backstage. Yeah. I think I think we're getting the ultimate. If you look at it, Bray Wyatt's a chess player. Randy Orton yeah. is one of the best checker players on the roster. I think Bray Wyatt set this whole thing up. I think Harper's in on it. I think we're going to get Rowan in on it. There were some cryptic tweets sent out before SmackDown from Rowan. Evidently, you hear a shovel in the background. And then they replay a scene from uh, 2015 of him holding a body wrapped in a sheet. I don't think Sister Abigail was in the cabin, and I think we're going to get her on screen in time for WrestleMania. I think Bray Wyatt set Randy up for this whole thing, and WrestleMania forward will get the whole family together. Oh, that's a good one. I was just—I didn't even see it like that because Harper and Harper hasn't really. Uh, Harper and uh, Bray haven't touched really, not as much, but that's, yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. But I thought it was very interesting that that video appeared right before SmackDown Live, and Rowan's been very cryptic over the last two or three weeks on Twitter. So I, yeah, kind of I don't know if he's, uh, roll, roll back. he's, he's uh, I know he was injured, you're, you say he's, he, he's healed up, is that the word? Uh, that's what I'm hearing. But, right. I mean, you take that with a grain of salt. You never know what you're what you're saying is real or not. Right, right. No, but that's actually yeah, that'd be very interesting. And then, I mean, like, I'm 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 very optimistic on the, on just the whole brand of it because like you have that AJ's killing it, you know. Uh, American Alpha. I'm really loving the Usos new new thing. You know, it's they, they're changing it up and they're showing some versatility with their characters. And uh, uh, the only thing I, I kind of want to see a little more. Oh, Miz is another guy too. That's like again, like I compare myself a lot to guys like Miz and Chris Jericho, and like I, these are guys I study 
and I I, I, I I watch very closely because those are the guys that I kind of really relate to uh, in the ring wise and just like character wise you know you, you know what I'm saying right man how great if it wasn't for AJ Styles the Miz in my opinion had the best 2016 period had AJ yeah. Styles not been in the picture it was all Miz yeah, dude, not a, and and uh, not a lot of people like. Real, I don't know if people like he's another guy that I don't think gets enough credit, but I think slowly he is because like it's hard to ignore the guy's body of work, especially that match he had with Ziggler that could have easily main evented the show and his work with Owens and in that four way with Sami Zayn, like he's he's been on top of his game, like and on the microphone. He's up there. He's he's he's. If it's Cena, I would on SmackDown. It's probably Cena's the top guy on the microphone, and then Miz is right up there. And that segment they did last uh, this this week, they I think showed that. Oh yeah, that's that's got me pumped for that. Uh, I was not big on the mixed tag match idea, um, but after seeing that last segment on Tuesday, I th- I think I'm in on that. Yeah, right. I was like, I heard it at first, and I was kind of like. Uh, okay, whatever. But yeah, the, the way they're put, the way they're putting it together, and you, you, if you go back to when Miz first uh, started breaking into the main event scene, whenever he starts working with Cena, he tends to really get fired up a little more, and he steps his game up a little more. So. You know, I mean, one of the two guys that's went over Cena and, and at WrestleMania for the title at that. that or yeah, retain, anyways. There you go. Do you do you think uh, you, you think Cena and Nikki uh, do the uh, engagement deal at Mania? Is that the time to, to pop the question? If if they're going to do it, might as well make a big spectacle of it. Yeah. But yeah, no, SmackDown. I'm, 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 I'm high on SmackDown. So thumbs up. I was really uh, skeptical about the whole brand split, but I mean, I've been enjoying it. You know, it's giving guys a lot of opportunities and something that gets me excited for the future. So now, who on the uh, SmackDown roster would you like to have a WrestleMania feud with? Uh, I mean, that's without question. It's John Cena because that's you know again you got to look at the top top prize and uh, no man John Cena when it comes to big matches there's you know there's no one better than Cena and there's you know you want if you want eyes on it if you want if you want the attention on it you got to go after Cena and then uh, AJ's of course up there uh, as a guy Randy Orton as well because again just like the you know, these guys are just on top of their game. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll even throw Miz on there too. So we got Cena, Orton, AJ, Miz. I guess would be the my, my top five there for that. All right. Now, what do you think about the current NXT product? Uh, I mean, the takeovers are, are always special, and they're always you know they're always very memorable. I think um, people sometimes the TV shows. I, I mean, the TV shows are fine. I think you know the, the idea is you know the takeovers are where all the real you know the, the that's where the magic happens. The 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 TV shows is what is what gets us there. So you know it's an easy it's a very easy one hour watch, and that's where again I see a lot of people I've I've worked with and cross paths with on there. You know they're all up on NXT, so it's always it's always good to see and support friends. So, so let me ask you this, because the best thing going on in NXT outside of, um, well, outside of uh, Asuka and Nakamura, mm-hmm. Bobby Roode's theme song, where does it rank on all-time best theme songs ever? 
of all time. Yeah. Oof. That's a t- I mean, I have to, I'm trying to think of what some of the best are. And that's a, do you, I'm t- actually, you know what? This is a good question now that I think about it. Like, do you think like some theme songs from back in the day would have been, had the effect the ones do now, like where, where people sing along? Like, do you think if like Hulk Hogan was like in NXT and he had that theme song, like, do you think people would be like singing it during his, during his entrance and during the match? Maybe I think so, yeah. Maybe with Hogan's. Uh, yeah. Might depend on the tone of the, you know, the way the country's feeling. Could have a little yeah. play with that nowadays. Uh, but I yeah. definitely think Hogan's would, would get over. Uh, that would be like a, a sing-along thing. You know who, sure. who's the best would be? Coco Beware. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if, if he busted out the Birdman now, the, I mean, the crowd would be way more into it than they were back in the day. For some reason, I was thinking of... Uh, Slick Rick's theme song, too. Uh, uh, yeah, Slick Rick's theme song. Uh, uh, yeah. Jive Soul Bro. Bro. You know, Brother Love ever got over. You know, he had a decent theme song people kind of hum to. That might be into the night after WrestleMania crowd. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That or like, I was trying to think, oh, you can't hum uh, Stone Cold's theme song. That's You can't do that one. But but yeah, Bobby Bobby Roots has to be up there just because of the... Uh, but then again, like, what about Shinsuke's theme song? Because that's, that's a pretty rocking one, too. Oh, that is. Yeah, I like the... Uh, I like the lot when they got somebody out there playing the live violin on it. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, I I, I think uh, by this point of conversation, uh, uh, if you're gonna ask me who I'd feud with there or whatever, well, you know, you'd you'd have to imagine Shinsuke's a guy that uh, that I would definitely want to work with, and is also a guy that uh, I mean, that's like a lot of you know, it's it's that's what I want. That's the type of impact I want to have, and that's the that's the sort of character. Obviously, being my own different brand, but I mean, that guy, that type of charisma and that type of you know we both have similar influences in a lot of ways and uh that's Shinsuke's a guy that is another one of those guys that I as I've gotten into wrestling that I really started watching closely right on now let's um let's switch gears here just for a few minutes before I before I let you off here and, and get to the rest of your evening um Oscar's streak they're, they're starting yeah. to compare this now to to the uh, straight Goldberg had. Do you... Th- Are they really? How, uh, there's three or four reports if you start watching on some of the dirt sheets. And then yeah. WWE put out an article. It was either yesterday morning or to this morning. I can't remember when I've seen it. And it was because she had reached 150. And so okay. the talk with Goldberg being back in the company, this is at least coming up on the internet more and more. Do you think this is... Goldberg versus Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> the WrestleMania match for the real title. Uh, <laughs> do you think this would be something if, if she goes on to beat the streak? I mean, do you think that she's got enough legit ring credit to, to kind of pull that off? You know, women are, are revolutionizing the industry now. I can see them making a big deal on the roster about that. Without, without question, because Oscar's like, like you were just talking about the ring card, but like, anytime they've had her, like, had to sell for, like, the NXT girls, like, the fans almost don't buy it, you know, because it's just like, it's Oscar, and she's on another level, and that's another person I'm not afraid to say that I watch very closely and study her because she's got something very special about her, 
But on top of that, she she she's just amazing in the ring. One of the best. I think she is probably the best female worker there in the entire company in the entire WWE. I mean, it's really hard to argue that. And the girls, and that's saying something because the girls right now have been killed. We haven't even, you know, and I we were talking about the roster stuff. I haven't even talked about. We didn't even get the chance to talk about the women on there. But all the to to the credit, all these girls are really stepping it up, and I. And it's such an awesome time watching them go out there and have these killer main event style matches. And even seeing Mickey James on there, who's been phenomenal too, um, and hanging in there with these girls. It's it's been it's been really great to watch because it's it's a really progressive movement. And but yeah, I think Oscar should do it, and she should beat uh, this streak, and she has the credibility to do it. So now, um, since since we're talking about the women wrestling. What, what about Beth Phoenix? Um, I, I was 100% okay with her being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, to me, she can't help who she had to compete with while she was in the WWE. What, yeah, what do you think? You think it's too early for her? Should China go in first? Nah, I mean, I don't know. That stuff is all... My theory, um, I think... My, my take on the whole Hall of Fame thing, and a lot of people are very... I, I, they're very uh, reserved on the idea sometimes of who gets inducted or whatever. They're very emotionally invested in it. But the reality is, you know, they're going to put whoever they want. And, you know, a good majority of anybody who's competed in this business for a large amount of time and had some sort of impact on it, they're going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame, and they should be. You know, it's, it's they deserve it. And, you know, at this point, I don't think Beth Phoenix is coming back. She's pretty much retired. Like, once the person's retired, like, why, you know, doesn't, like, who cares? Like, why wait, you know? And... And the thing is, everybody says, like, oh, this person should be inducted, this person. But if you induct, like, if we induct everybody, then we're not going to have any, any headliners for next year. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why we, we hold off on names sometimes. So, And, I'm, and there's a good reason for that, too. So I'm sure Shina will be in one day, and she'll, she'll have her just do. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, but Phoenix, absolutely. So who... Um Outside of Alaska, who on the main roster right now? Who do you think the the best women performer is? Oh man, all around probably Charlotte. I I would have to say probably all around would have to be Charlotte, and then um, uh, Becky Lynch is very good too, um, and then uh, and then Sasha and Bailey too are tied for third but I think all around Charlotte might have to get it because she's just got the presentation and mic skills uh, you know like Bailey's uh, Bailey needs to step up the mic game a little bit um, but you know she's got that but it works she's, she's got a charm to her character and her awkwardness it's part of her package but you know on a championship level it, it, it's, uh, it's uh, Charlotte let me ask you, who on the indie scene, out of, out of the, the uh, women wrestlers, who have you seen that you think deserves or needs to be on that stage? Uh, a good friend of mine, Nikki Adams. I've competed against her a few times, and I mean, she's got the she's got the total package. She's got a great personality. Um, she's a she's a fantastic wrestler. And she actually she actually had one of my favorite match independent matches of last year. Um, against this girl, Allie Rex, who's also another girl who I think will, will be very successful one day. She's co- recently coming back from an injury. 
um, Bone Saw Jesse Brooks's um, girl who I've actually had to wrestle a lot, and she's a close friend of mine and a, and a fantastic competitor. Those those three girls I would say are, are definitely uh, they they need to they need to be on NXT soon because they could all and, and WWE for that matter. Awesome, awesome. Um, so. Where where do you see yourself? What 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 is the continuation for for Jay George going into twenty seventeen? What what are you prepared to do? What should we look uh, for? So I'm I'm looking out to get more. You know I've been you know I've been out to Chicago, Ohio, and all these places in the past couple of years, and I'm looking to expand expand on that. You know I am going to be down. Are you going to be down there in, in uh, Florida for WrestleMania weekend? Unfortunately, I will not. Uh, we, we had a, unfortunately, a less than a year old baby, so we're we're not doing much traveling. Uh, I see. I see. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm no, just looking to get out more places, and I'm looking up on my vision board, and I got Mexico on the mind. I would love to go back and actually uh, perform out there in the independence. And you know, I I also I know you guys are based out of a uh, good old bluegrass state. And uh, how's how's the scene over there? I know you go by OVW too as well. How's it how's it over there? Oh man, you know OVW is always great. Uh, they always keep some young, fresh talent. It's uh, a really good scene every Wednesday night there. And uh, the little indie, indie guys are tearing it up. we got a new promotion here in Frankfurt, actually, where I'm, I'm actually located at. And then yeah. we got Wildcat Championship Wrestling up the road and Pro Wrestling Freedom just over the uh, bridge there in southern Indiana. Uh, so it's, it's a good time. It's a, To me, it's the golden age of wrestling right now. Oh, absolutely. And I'm looking, I'm looking to head out to that area very soon. Um, and, uh, dude, actually, you know the, uh, have you seen the, the Carnies at all, or the t formerly known as Team IOU? Yes, yes, I know who you are. I have not, uh, I have not personally spoke with them, but I got a buddy who is, uh, who is fairly close with them. Yeah, they're fantastic. One of my favorite tag teams on Independence today, man. Those guys are, they're right around from your area. They're fantastic, and, uh. Um, just want to give them a shout out that they're from the area, but uh, I, I do. Yeah, like I said, uh, I'm you know would love to go down to OVW and hopefully you know uh, do some training with Rip and get some of his knowledge and um, it's things like that, trips like that. I got some stuff coming up in California and I'm always in New England, but uh, I want to break out internationally um, and I'm looking to I'm looking to do that by two, by the end of 2017. That's the my biggest goal for now is just to get some international exposure. Awesome, awesome. Um, what would you say now outside of WrestleMania? We're, we're going to pull WrestleMania off the table for this one. What venue sure. would you most like to work? Um, well, as I mentioned before, I trained in uh, Arena Mexico in, in, uh, for CMLL, which is not only the oldest promotion in the world, but it's also the oldest to read in the world. And there's a feeling, man, when I went in there, there's a feeling of magic, a feeling of history to be in a, an arena where guys like Andre the Giant have been in, and you really feel that, And which is weird, right? That that's the first name I say when I talk about Arena Mexico. <laughs> like, I could say, yeah, Mil Mascaris, sure, he's been in there. And uh, El Santo's been there, but so was Andre the Giant, and that's got to count for something. Um, that's yeah, for everything. Yeah, that and you know the Tokyo Dome too would be amazing. Um, and also, or you were, you said venue, right? Or were you talking about major show? 
venue made the show wherever they put it. I mean, it could have been a in the barn out back if that if that was your aspiration. That would have been a great answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, even to a degree, I mean, I would love to go down and be there now in OVW, which I'm gonna I'm planning on making up smooths over there. So you know, hopefully we can meet up there in person one day. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you if you come to the area, I'm I'm a short trip from OVW. Uh, me and the family would be there every night to support you. That is great. Hey man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so I mean, there you go. Uh, Arena Mexico, Tokyo Dome, and uh, and the OVW down there. Awesome. So now, uh, say you're in the back in your locker room and you get jumped by a couple guys. Who's the first person that Jay George calls? Who's got his back on? Be right there. Uh, those are the, those. Are those uh, I have a group of guys I associate with um, in wrestling. We call ourselves Team Heat, and uh, I know those guys will always have my back. Um, but for practicality versions, because a few few of my my uh, my cohorts are, are kind of wimpy, so I would like I'd like to have I'd like to have some uh, you know I'd like to have some muscle or something there, right? Like uh, you know, like a big guy, like a Keith Lee or something. Like uh, he's he's a he's a guy that I like to have in my corner. Very good. Yeah, or the the uh, the wrecking ball with Gursky. I'm just naming indie guys here. I don't know if you want me to name like uh, WD guys, but if, if you want me to name WD guys, uh, Brock Lesnar is the easy choice there. <laughs> yeah, there's only one call to make, and that's the Heyman. Yep, yep, yep. Better call Paul. <laughs> so now, uh, who would you pick if you could pick all-time manager? Any any era, current, in the past, who's the perfect man- manager for Jay George? Oh, for me, I had, I mean, um, I probably from for just for the sake of meshing with me, it would probably be the uh, the brain Bobby Heenan. That is that is an excellent choice. Excellent choice. Oh yeah. So now um, the the last thing I got for you here, because we we went over now. I might want to try to keep you on for a third a third segment. That is a phenomenal conversation. But anyways, I see here now. Did you did you have film studies? Where did, did you go to college? Where at? I did. I also wanted to give a shout out to Braun Strowman. I just I was just looking down at something and I just realized I forgot to mention him. I've been really enjoying his work. Um, yeah, he's been fabulous. Oh, it's, it's great. I'm always I'm a huge obviously by telling you I was a fan of Kane. I'm a huge fan of the the big guys. And yeah, he's he was a guy who was always like, ah, oh, he's not ready yet. He's not ready, but he's starting to come into his own. And he's he's a true juggernaut. And yes, I did study film. So that was was this at the uh, where was that? In? <laughs> uh, that was over in Montclair State University in uh, over in New Jersey, and the main reason I did that was because of wrestling. I mean, I always my two loves were always you know uh, like film media and and uh, and wrestling, but I always knew uh, you know wrestling is very much the entertainment business, and it's good to know and understand how to produce and create content. Very good. So, what uh, what what are your favorite films? Uh, a lot of so the biggest one is Taxi Driver by uh, Martin Scorsese. Um, the uh, like uh, Jackie Brown by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, 
Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, or is it Charlie the Chocolate Factory? The Gene Wilder version. Okay, you did the um, original. Yes, yes. Well, I'm assuming um, that's the only one that I know. I don't know of any before that. Well, there's the Johnny Depp version, but that one's like, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but I like that. Casino was one of my favorite movies, too. That's just, like, such a watchable movie. I mean, obviously, anything that like, so like Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, usually, most of the time. Um, but, yeah, yeah, those those are definitely definitely up there as, as favorite films. So, now, you did, uh, you did mention one of my favorite favorite shows, well, in reference to it anyways, you said Better Call Paul. Uh, so I'm assuming, do you, or were you a big fan of Breaking Bad? Do you watch Better Call Saul? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Watch. Are they doing another season? Have they done? I'm waiting on Better, Better Call Saul. I don't know. If yeah, it's, it's, getting, back? it's getting ready to uh, be out this spring. Uh, okay, I was like, uh, waiting so long, because we got right up there, right? And Gus is going to be in this, uh, in this season. They've been running some, uh, El Hermeto Polo whatever commercials that look like legitimate commercials up until the end and, he, and Gus comes out and says if it's not right the meal's on him and then it goes into a better cult Saul deal. Oh, I see. The, um, yeah, because Gus was already in the last season too a little bit, right? Like they, they started introducing him? Uh, I know they had uh, Hector, the guy that we meet in the wheelchair, but they could have, they could have brought him in in the last few. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did the th yeah, yeah. He was in the last one because he was uh, he was like kind of doing a civilian job. He was working as like uh, he was keeping the the the, the parking tickets. Like whenever uh, Saul would come into the office, so, the courthouse. Uh, that's right. So yeah, what, yeah, what, what are the other TV shows that you're really? Is there anything that you're really into, or do you do a lot of binge watching? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a show on, it's weird, it's on Amazon Video, but there's a show called uh, Speaky Pete, which you would actually really like because it's uh, it's produced by uh, Brian Cranston, and it's this, about this guy who's a con man, and it's, it's a really fun watch. It's really fun, like, the guy, he just, so he's this guy who's in prison, and when he gets out because he has nowhere else to go, he decides to... Uh, take basically his his uh his uh cellmate's identity because he his cellmate would tell him all these stories about his childhood so like he knows enough to like get by and he goes visits the guy's estranged grandparents and like pretends to be the long-lost grandson and all this stuff and it's it's just a really fun watch um i'm also enjoying uh it's always sunny in philadelphia um a big fan of that show and especially this season because they've been doing a lot of experimenting uh black mirror was a fun show i, I recently binge watched on netflix which is a nice little like uh twilight zone-esque um but yeah there's just so many shows like i love uh curb your enthusiasm which is coming back which i'm really looking forward to that was a great show Always Sunny in Philly. Uh, now I've seen the first couple, like the pilot episode and the first few, uh, but I never yeah. did keep up with it. It might be something I'll have to revisit. Yeah, it's one of those once you start getting into it and you, you get into the swing of it. By the second, third season, there it's it's you're in, you're in it. You know, it's a fun ride. It's it's an easy show. It's you know they're just you know it's a it's a nice like shut your brain off show and enjoy some comedy. Um, what else are you watching? 
uh, impractical jokers. Yeah. Impractical. Those guys, you know, they're like the kings of Staten Island, right? Oh, well, I know that's always where they're at. I'm assuming they're pretty well known. Enough so after the shows in Staten Island that I do for Warriors Wrestling, I go, we go to the diner afterwards. And, you know, we get bored and stuff. And we like to, like, prank people. And I go up to, uh, I went up to this table uh, of these girls one time, and I, t- and I told them, I was like, hey, girls, yeah, whatever, don't freak out, but uh, you're on Impractical Jokers right now. And they, they like, bought it because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I told her it was, like, hidden cameras and everything, too, so I had a lot of fun with that. Oh, that's excellent, excellent. So, um, where, where can... The Powerbomb Nation, where can we see your work? Where can we get hold of you at? Uh, I'm on most of my uh, social media is at jgeorge489. That's J-G-E-O-R-G-E-489. That's my Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I'm on YouTube where if you go to my YouTube, you can... uh, you can see a lot of my short films that I shot in college, which is a lot of cool stuff. And I also have uh, some masses on there and some live streams. And I try to, I try to make make it a active YouTube page. I do reviews and stuff, and you know, I try to I try to make that part of the brand. So you can check that out. J George, it's also under J Jiggity, J G I G G I T Y. So you can check that out there. And uh, I mean, all that. And then I'm on Facebook under J. George. I have a like page. You can add me on my personal page. And yeah, you know, just come in and enjoy, enjoy the ride. And I appreciate with, uh, when people interact with me online, you know, you know, they like my stuff and they comment. And, you know, I like to get interactive with the wrestling community. Very good, very good. So now, um, any parting words, any words of wisdom, anything we should know before we let you go? Uh, well, actually, I was kind of curious uh, before I went. I, like I said, I really am appreciative of, of you having me on. I'm appreciative of, of, of people like you that, you know, uh, really do a service to the wrestling community. You keep this, the conversation going, and you you get to give people exposure, and, you know, and I think that's really cool, you know. Um, but I'm curious, so, like, what uh, prompted you to, to have me come on? Um, you were one that I've been watching for, I would say you've been on my radar since the beginning of last year. Um, I wanted to have you on a lot sooner, however we had a, a baby, and, and we have a 16 year old and a newborn, so our life was not exactly as it was, as we had planned everything out, uh, so a lot of that got put on the back burner, but I, I've been watching you for a while. Um, I'm a big fan of Darius Carter. I've had I've had Darius on the on the show, and uh, huge fan for him. So I see a lot of anything that he's involved with. Uh, I see a lot of the guys around him through him. Uh, yeah. And your your most recent matches with him had had got my my twist. And hey, let me reach out to Jay George again and, and see if we can hook this up. Yeah, he always he does uh, he's always tweeting at you guys and stuff. And I figured that's because I remember me and him were. We were having a back and forth on Twitter, and then I, you know, and then, and then you uh, had messaged me, so I was like, oh, and I, maybe I, there was something I said, but um, you know, I'm glad because uh, Carter's a good friend of mine. That's a guy like, you know, I love I love getting in the ring with him, and we we're very very like minded, 
and it's that's the type of opponent I would love to have. I'm at a point right now where uh, I'm 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 dealing with a lot of frustrations because I I I want to excel and I want to be at as high as a level as possible, and it's tough because part of it is being typecasted, part of it is just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. I get put in matches that don't always do that don't always necessarily help me out in the way that I need I need to be out there with bigger name talents I want to be in there with top guys because I know deep down in my heart that I am a top guy and that I can deliver and I'm just looking for that opportunity and that chance and I'm working at it and I'm doing everything I can every day I grow smarter, I grow stronger uh, I grow wiser and I, I get hungrier and uh, uh, you know I'm working towards it I, I have a vision board here, and I put a, a championship on it, and I've won a championship, uh, and I've got some other stuff in the works. So hopefully next time we talk, we'll be, uh, you know, we'll be, I'll be at a different place uh, professionally, and, and we can uh, expound, expound on that. Absolutely. We'll get more into the uh, the vision boards and, and visualization and all that. I have uh, mods sitting in my office as we speak now as well. So, uh, big big fan of the secret and, and all the things you can just kind of will up yourself in life. There you go. You couldn't have said it any better. So, uh, so Powerbomb Nation, make sure you check him out. Uh, his name again is Jay George. You can find him anywhere. Just uh, type the name in the old Google there. I'm sure plenty of stuff is going to, to pop up. You might even have some little karaoke, have him singing, a little serenading you on your job to work. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And again, Jay George, we appreciate you. And welcome to the Powerbomb Nation family. Hey, man, thank you for having me. And thus concludes this three-part series. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. You are now leaving the Powerbomb Nation.